and welcome back to the Worst Sister Shire podcast. We're three sisters who decided to start up a podcast to talk about our favourite TV shows and movies. Starting with the iconic TV series Pretty Little Liars in this segment we've called Shadeswood. Let's introduce ourselves, guys. Hi, I'm Suna. Hi, I'm Sadie. And I'm Arzum. And this week we'll be covering episodes 5 and 6 of season 4 of Pretty Little Liars. In the Shire here we have a motto and that motto is if attempted murder is a crime then attempted comedy is a podcast. Suna, do you want to give us a summary of sorry, sorry not Suna, Sadie, do you want to give us a summary of episode 5? Other Suna will be happy to help. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> Other Suna, if you will. Okay, so in episode 5 it's called uh, Gamma Zeta Die. And in this episode, we see the girls, namely Spencer, Emily, and Hannah, um, going to source out soror- sororities and colleges for their futures. And that's where things get a little bit shady. Um, and we see Aria, and she's dealing with um, issues with her mum that we'll get into later. Uh, and Suna, do you want to do episode six for us? Yep. Um, episode six is called Under the Gun, and the big drama in this episode is that Hannah was caught trying to bury the potential murder weapon from Wilden's death. And um, there's kind of fallout between everything that's happening there. The other girls are mad at Spencer because she covered up the fact that it was Toby that stole the RV uh, and Arya's having some trouble with rumors at school around her relationship with Fitz. Uh, Cool. Who do we want to start with? I think Emily's the most boring in these two episodes. Yeah, but also a lot of Emily's drama ties in with Spencer in the first episode too. So if we leave exactly. a lot of that in to Spencer's, we can cover up the quick bits of Emily's, I guess. Yeah, Aria's is probably least connected to the other three. Yeah, I think we should start with Aria. Yeah, I agree. Aria, Hannah, then Emily and Spencer. Yep. Alrighty. So um, we start up this episode with the girls sitting and talking in class and everything, but um, they are meant to be going to class and Ella's like, like, guys, get to class. And everyone's like, why is your mum so pissy? And she's like, A, must be involved. I like, know. no, just go to your class. <laughs> I know. No way, no way she'd make us go to class if A wasn't after her. <laughs> I know. This is so unlike her. Um, also, they're, they're sat there in like a three-inch classroom, right, um, which is designed so that everyone can hear everyone. And they're talking about Asha killing Wilden and how yeah, worried I they know. are that she actually – and like Ella didn't hear any of this. I know. They're no. just out loud um, talking um, about it. But also, more importantly – Yeah, what were you going to yeah, say? Go. No, 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 you go. Mine's dumb. Uh, mine is also dumb. I was going to say – in this episode, literally everyone's fashion choices are so questionable. Oh my god, I was going to say that! <laughs> Hannah is dressed like she's going to a club. She's got like these yeah. high pumps and short skirt and she's got sitting cross-legged in her English class. And then yeah. Arya's wearing freaking ties for a skirt. Like, yeah. these girls are a hot mess. Like, I know you got a lot going on in your life, but like, just wear jeans. <laughs> I know. Like, literally not once do we see them wearing just jeans to school. The jeans we see Hannah wear are, like, fluoro and yellow and things like that. And no one else owns pants. I know. No one else owns pants. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, Ella is, like, leaving early. And Arya decides she's going to follow her and say, like, what's going on? Ella wants to cancel her trip with Zach, her boyfriend. Um, 
because of Mike. Mike basically says, I want you to be here and be my mother. And Arya's like, what a bitch. Yeah, um, how dare he want you to be around? Um, okay, I'm just going to go mind my – She's actually – Ella's like, go mind your own business and we'll talk about it at family night. Yeah. She's like, okay, bye. But then A suddenly has the power to control Bs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so even though Ella and Arya were sitting in a car together perfectly fine, they, she saw one B, she swats it. But yeah. then A suddenly with the A mind control B abilities is like uh-huh. B's attack now that Arya's out of the car and they arise from the back seat and attack um, Ella until she looks like, in her own words, blue cheese. Also, could you literally not um, hear a thousand bees swarming in the back? I know. <laughs> I and know. The, and also both Ella and Arya are dumb because neither of them makes any move to get Ella out of there. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, Arya's staring dumbfounded and Ella's, like, just screaming inside with her closed doors. Like, open the door and get out. <laughs> I know. Literally. No, I have to scream and become blue cheese. Yeah. Um, but Arya gets a text that says, um, this is just this the first is- taste of my venom, basically. Yeah. Also, like, and- my question here was, why does A even care about whether Ella goes or not? Like, why is this in A's wheelhouse all of a sudden? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe That's they're trying to get rid of Mama Bear. Like, Maybe it's just another way to, you know, mess wasn't with the Arya. thing that they're like messing with the girls by slowly getting rid of all of their parents. Like that's know. why Ashley's going to prison or something. <laughs> Let's orphan them. <laughs> I don't know. A is just doing this some weird stuff, and um, I just wanted oh, to guys, say, you, go on. You go. I was gonna tell you guys a joke. Go on. I like joke. a joke. All right. So um. Freud, once upon a time, he said, if it's not one thing, it's your mother. And that's exactly the situation <laughs> that these girls are in. Yeah, that is good. Um, Aria also has a joke in this episode when she's on the phone to Emily talking about what happened um, and her oh mum's in hospital. She's like, what am I supposed to tell her? That A gave her a four-wheel hive? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, how that's long was good. she sitting on that one? waiting to use it someone asked me about my mum so i could use my four-wheel hive joke but basically aria confronts mike who's playing a game being like do you not care that our mother was almost stung to death by bees um and also um why don't you want her going to europe and he's like why do you which is a valid question yeah i feel like mike is so right in this because she's acting like he's so selfish and don't yeah like she's like don't care that she just got stung and he's like yeah i do but what's that got to do with it like Exactly. What does that have to do with it if you don't know about A? Exactly. He's literally just like, so mum got stung by bees, all the more reason for her not to go. Yeah. So Mike's like, well, I want my mum around because I love her and you just want to skank around. <laughs> yeah, literally. And so she gets angry at this and pushes him. And this is like not the first instance of everyone slut shaming Arya these episodes. Yes. Arya's grand plan to make you know, her mum go to Europe with Vienna, sorry, specifically with Zach, is to go talk to Byron and be like, can you pretty please go tell mum to go to Europe because she like respects you and really cares about your opinion? Can you tell your ex-wife to go off with another man? Thanks. Yeah, so weird. Um, it's even weirder that he actually does. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's weird, but it's even weirder that he actually does. But also when Arya comes in to speak to him, he's got his office desk set up right across from the front door. How long has that been there? Exactly zero seconds because they realize in this house, they only have Arya's room and the living room. Yeah. (laughs) So they're like, better (laughs) shove a desk in here. 
Yeah, I know. Um, so when he goes to talk to Ella, who is apparently meant to be horribly disformed, she looks like Ella with a Band-Aid on her neck. Yeah. Um, he's just basically like, you can go, you can go. And she's like, I'm a mum, this is my job. And he's like, I can cover your shift, bitch, go. I know. <laughs> uh, which is actually like a, a nice thing for him to say and do uh, for once. He's not terrible. Yeah, I was like, going to say, maybe their marriage would have lasted longer if he was like this from the beginning. Like, I know. Remember when in like season one when um, Ella found out about the affair and she left him and he didn't know how to do laundry and the house was in a mess? <laughs> yeah, exactly. This house is falling apart. Yeah, because Arya did one load of laundry and he didn't know how to use a fax machine, so he almost <laughs> fell in love with Ashley. <laughs> yeah. Also, that storyline went absolutely nowhere. No, nowhere. They were just like, enough of that. I know. But I think that's literally it for Arya in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's all that happens to her. Yeah. Not too much more happens to her in episode two. So in episode two, she's hanging out with the at the brew with the other girls, and we'll get into that um, in oh the God. other timeline. But there's a new guy working at Emily's work, and he messes up. He drops a bunch of plates and stuff. And for some reason, <laughs> Arya's like, oh, don't worry. I know him, so I'll do your job for you. Um, I'll go take yeah. care of him. Um, but what does she do? She hands him like a thing next on the counter that he was next to and just watches <laughs> over him. She literally, this is what I was going to say. Like, so they have a conversation and he's like, oh, by the way, like, I heard you're a writing genius and I need help with my essay. So like, can you help me? And she's like, yeah, sure. And that's literally all she does. She doesn't do she anything else away. to help him at all besides handing him that thing. That's all she and does. She's helping. That's Emily's job. No, she didn't hand him an apron. He had it already. Yeah. He did not, she did nothing besides hand him a box. Also, like, it's so inappropriate that that's Emily's workplace. You don't work there. You can't just go tell some guy what to do or help him when you don't I mean, work Emily there. Emily barely works there. We'll cover this in a second. But, like, she just, in the middle of her shift, takes a break to talk to this guy that she's just met there. Um, yeah, she does this all of these two episodes. She's just, like, doing yeah. anything but her job. You know, she's sitting down having coffee with the girls. She's, like, letting Arya go, like, watch over this new starter who she's meant to be training. She's, like, let me just, like, hang out with this college admissions guy. Yeah. (laughs) And also, like, she tells Arya later on, but I'll cover it now, oh, I couldn't not get Connor on shift because we're so shorthanded. And then Tana comes in to get her and she's like, yeah, I can get someone to cover, no problems. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, to be fair, was she going to say no? I mean, she could have. Yeah, you could. I you could absolutely it. say, actually, it were very short stuff here tonight. Can I um, come see you tomorrow morning? Yeah, she wasn't under arrest. They were just bringing her in for some questions. She could have said, I'm in the middle of my shift. Can I come in after it? Mate, she doesn't care about her shift, though. She just shows up sometimes. I know. That's just where her friends come to hang um, out with her. But then Arya, um, you know, is like, yeah, I'll help you with your paper. It runs off, makes no plans, nothing. She's like, okay, bye. Yeah, um, but then we next see that Connor is now at Arya's house and um, yeah. she's teaching him very important stuff like you shouldn't be using Wikipedia as a reference. So you can tell that she yeah. is a writing genius. And of course. Mike comes in and he's kind of annoyed that Arya is hanging out with this guy um, and he leaves. And annoyed at her in general. Yeah, and annoyed at her in general because she wants their mum to leave so she can skank around. And... Yeah. Um, so as Connor goes to leave, he uh, he kind of asks Arya out and he's like, oh, let's do this over burgers next time. And she's like, nah, you don't need that much help. And um, she basically says no. But he tries to kiss her and she says, sorry, I'm not interested like that. And then she kind of shows him out. 
Okay, but how did I know that she was accidentally going to kiss this one too? Yeah, because anytime she's alone with a guy, she accidentally kisses them. Yeah, to be fair, she wasn't the one that had the accident this time, but yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, and but also just want to flag, if this guy's referencing Wikipedia, he does need more help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And um, um, anyway, so she's at school the next day and Mike just storms up to her and he's like, how could you hook up with Connor last night? And she's like, what the hell? So she gets angry. And she knows that he's in the locker room. So she storms towards the locker room past Fitz and he's like just staring at her. Does she storm towards the locker room or does she make a beeline? (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it. Because of the bees. Oh. Oh. (laughs) I thought I was missing something sporty because it's a locker room. No. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, You you know that we don't know anything sporty. Yeah, we're literally Aria. Go sports. Go sports. <laughs> There's probably a sports joke to be had here, but we don't know one. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, yeah, so she um goes to the locker room and she's very angry and she's like, can I, can I talk to you? And all these guys are just like, oh, you can't get enough, huh, babe? And all that gross stuff. Yeah. And um, she's like, okay, let's get one thing straight. You kissed me. I pushed you off. And that was it. I said goodnight and I walked you out. And this guy's being a douche all of a sudden. He's like, you can quit this sweet, innocent virgin act. We all know that um, you and Fitz used to be more than just Scrabble buddies. Yeah. How many points for the word slut? Like, oh, my God, my jaw dropped. Like, this was the most tea that could have teed. Yeah. And then Ezra storms in immediately afterwards because I guess he followed Arya down here. And all he does is kind of stare at a bunch of teenagers making fun of Arya and just be like, you shouldn't be here. I know. (laughs) And then he leaves without saying anything to any of them. Like, I feel like if you hadn't been, you know, with your student, you would say that was a really inappropriate thing to say. And I think you need to go to the principal's office. Yeah. Or you would have had some kind of authority to be like, what the hell is going on here? He could have also been like, you need to go to the um, principal's office because you're spreading lies and rumors about me. Yeah. Like at slander on school grounds. Yeah, but that's risky because a lot of people saw them like at parties, at things, kissing, hanging out together, going on dates, and she lied to the principal. Anyway, Arya's having a miserable time and she's been getting some text messages about being such a slut. When Ezra comes in to check on her and he's trying to make her feel better, he's like, you can't let a rumor like that get to you. And she's like, well, I mean, it's kind of true though. <laughs> Like, yeah, exactly. You know, so she, it's kind of getting her down and she gets mad at him and she says, you can't be the get- guy that helps me anymore and she kind of storms off from him and then um while she's kind of feeling sorry for herself back at the house mike really steps up as as a brother and he comes in and he tells her that he messed up and he should have known um that none of it was true and that you know as her brother he should be standing up for her and he's going to make it up to her yeah and they have like a bit of a cute sibling moment they kind of hold arms and stare at each other yeah it's a bit cute but then someone we don't know who, gets their revenge on Connor on behalf of Arya. And at the open mic night, they start smashing in his card, just windows, everything with a baseball bat and spray paints liar on their car. Yeah. And they are wearing a shark's jumper. Yeah, they are. We did see like a glimmer of um, Fitz at the coffee shop. We did. Yeah. He was watching through the window, but was he the one smashing the car or was it Mike? We don't know. We don't know. That's the windows at your car. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's Aria for these episodes. <laughs> okay. Moving on, on to, to Hannah. Hannah. So Hannah starts off with um, 
a nightmare within a nightmare. She We see her yeah. wake up from a scream slash alarm. And then she walks downstairs and she finds her mom sleeping on the sun deck in a weird way with like a towel wrapped around her head and her face. But can I just say, it's already weird that if your mom has been sleeping outside overnight. <laughs> like that's already weird to begin with, but yes. Yeah. So she goes down there to find Ashley. And as Ashley sits up, she's kind of gone bold. Someone's um taken a bunch of scissors to her head, I guess. And Hannah wakes up and screams again in the same way, but this time it's for real. So she wakes up yeah. in real life and um, Ashley comes to check in on her, but she doesn't want to talk about it. She's clearly having so, some guilt around like what's happening to her mum and the trouble her mum might get into. Yeah. So in her dream, her mum is wearing like an orange jumpsuit as well. So yeah. I think she's like worried that her mum's going to go to prison. But does she think in prison they shave her head? Like it's not the army. <laughs> like yeah, You're allowed to have hair in prison. No, you're not. <laughs> Do you know what happens when you're pretty in prison? Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen oranges in New Black. Thank you very much. <laughs> I haven't, but that's what everyone says when they're about to go to prison. I can't be this pretty in prison. You should watch Oranges in New Black. It's excellent. Anyway, Ashley goes to go see Veronica at her house because she didn't want to risk anyone seeing her at Veronica's office. And she says, basically, I'm not sure if you've heard, but there's some rumors going around about me about um, Wilden, Darren Wilden. Yeah. <laughs> um, case there was any confusion and. Ash- Veronica's like, let me just stop you right there. Like, am, I, are we talking as friends or, or or am I your lawyer right now? And she's like, both, please. <laughs> um, yeah. And basically says to her, I'm going to find out what I can. Um, Veronica says to her, sorry, I'm going to find out what I can. You sit tight. Yeah. Uh, and then Ash was like, aren't you going to ask me if I'm guilty? And she's just like, nope. Smiles. <laughs> yeah. Ignores the question. But then later on when Ashley comes home, it's just – I don't know, whatever random rice salad dinner that she got Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Another dinner that I'm not going to eat. And she gets a phone call and it's from Veronica because we know this because Hannah listens in on the other line because privacy is not a thing in that house. Yeah. Not if you're a parent. Yeah, exactly. Not if you're a parent. If you're a teenager, everyone's being unreasonable. Yeah. And Hannah overhears Veronica saying the fact that we haven't heard anything is not a good sign. Yeah. And that she should go to the office first thing in the morning. Yes. Oh, and then Hannah is like, I want to be Nancy Drew right now. Yeah. She's like trying to go through her mum's shit and like, because like, again, no privacy. Her cupboard door is locked and she decides she's going to pick the lock and get in there and she finds her mum's duffel bag. Because she's worried because the muddy shoes are gone. If the muddy shoes are gone, let the muddy shoes be gone. What are you doing? I know, literally this whole time. She's worried that A's got them. Yeah, but yeah. just let them go. If A has them, A has them. Exactly. You looking in her cupboard isn't going to do anything. She single-handedly ruined her mum. She literally did. If yeah. she minded her own damn business, none of this would have happened. Yeah. And meanwhile, in the background, Emily's having a hissy fit because she's like, oh, if we had the RV, though. Like, no, if Hannah minded her business, though. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. She finally breaks into this cupboard, finds a gun, proceeds to unwrap it from the silk cloth it was laid in, put her little grubby fingerprints all over it and then steal it and run away. Yeah, obviously the logical thing to do if you find a gun in your mum's room is to put it in your pink handbag and run off to a nearby college for orientation. What else would you do? What else makes sense? Her logic was that like, oh, I'll just bury this gun like miles away from Rosewood. No one will ever know. But okay, they're going to find that gun. They're not going to remember that was orientation weekend. They're not going to realize you three girls were there from Rosewood. This is the murder weapon. Like, but it's your dad's gun that's registered to him. But it's your dad's him. gun. 
Yeah. So actually, I have issues with that because in the beginning of the interview in the next episode, we'll get to it properly then, um, Tanner says to her that, you know, you were carrying like an unlicensed gun, blah, 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 blah. And then three seconds after she gets out of there, she's like, we have to find out if the gun's being tested because it's Tom's gun. Yeah. So it's not that the gun's unlicensed, it's that she's unlicensed. Oh, She doesn't have a license to hold a gun. Okay. I was like, how do they know it's his if it's unlicensed? And she was concealing it. Yeah. So the long and the short of it, she's looking at seven years almost. Um, Just to close the loop on things though, um, Hannah does go to this campus and decides she's going to bury this gun randomly in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. With a beer mug. With a beer mug. But when she's she's doing it, like five police officers come and like through the bushes, like full – Ninja Turtles roll out at her and just, like, have her at gunpoint being yep. like, drop the weapon! It is America. Yeah. So Emily Indeed. and Spencer were nearby because they were also at the college. They were trying to find Hannah in, at this stage. By the time they find her, she's under arrest. And they yeah. get a, a tip from um A. So A texts them and says, just a friendly tip. Maybe Hannah and her mum can share a lawyer. Which is a great tip. Money it is a great tip. <laughs> exactly. And like the cases are connected, so it makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, and then the next episode is where we start with everything again. Yeah. So, so like as mentioned, she's being interviewed by Tana and she's basically telling her, you're carrying this gun, which holds six bullets. It's a 38 caliber gun yeah. and two are missing. People start to wonder like what happened to those two. Yeah. Anyway, um, when she comes out of the room, because, you know, they're waiting for her lawyer, um, She's like shocked. She's like, Dad, they called you yeah, as if you're not like a minor who's been under arrest for having a weapon. I know. <laughs> dad? Why, why would they call my dad? And then I also know. when Tom tells her that they took the gun for testing, she's like, what? What kind of testing? <laughs> like she's outraged. I know. Like they can do that. Yeah, but also she like yelled at her dad for not telling her fast enough. Like, mate, you're the one that had a stolen gun. <laughs> so, I know, yeah. literally. And Emily is like... Okay, man, it's time to tell your parents about all of this. Yeah. And, yeah, and she's like, you have to tell your parents about all of this. You have to tell your parents about A because, like, they need to know what's going on. Yeah. Um, and she's just like, mm, no, yeah, they no. can do. She's um, like, um, it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah, and she's like, it doesn't matter if my mum actually committed the crime. Yeah, but she got an A message. No, this is before that. No, she got an A no. message after. After she realised yeah. that Ashley actually was innocent. Then yeah. conveniently she gets an A message. But, like, this is yes. what these bitches do all the time. They wait to get an A message and tell them to shut up. Just start talking straight away. I know. <laughs> Don't be like, it doesn't matter. Don't wait for A to send you a message. Just talk first and then you'd be like, I didn't get a warning. Yeah. So she ends up telling Tom where she found the gun because he's, like, yelling at her being like, did you kill Wilden? And she's like, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> like, yeah. I was out being burnt alive somewhere. She doesn't tell him that, but that's what was happening. Yeah. And she tells him that, you know, found it in, in mum's cupboard in some scarf. And then Tom and Ashley are arguing and she's just like, you have no idea what happened. I didn't kill anyone and I would never bring that gun into this house. I don't know who did it. Someone set me up. Yeah. And he's like, who? Who would do that? Why would someone set you up? And she's like, I don't know, Tom. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, Hannah looks back at that text that she got. She just turns around her back from this fight and looks yeah. back at her phone to the text she already had. Yeah. And it says, like, you bark, I bite, say my name, and they both get the blame. Yeah. And now so, she's stuck not being able to tell. Yes. And this is also now when she starts to realise that she walked into a trap. 
and like she shouldn't have been detectiving all over her mum's business this whole like last three seasons. Yeah, she's shocked that this could be a trap when literally her whole life for the past like three seasons has been a trap. Yeah. Shocked Pikachu. She's basically not allowed to see anyone or talk to anyone. Um, Caleb is back from his camping trip, I guess, because that's why he wasn't here last episode. But yeah. did he bring the empty can of beans? He didn't bring the empty can of beans. And they, his, her parents kick him out because they're like, the less people she talks to, the better. Yeah, but also Caleb's like, I'm here to help. Like, what are you going to do, mate? Exactly. But also he was just Are like, you going to hack the gun? But <laughs> like- also it's better that they keep him close by before he goes off and like lone ranges something because he's going to. But they don't know that he lone ranges things. That's another secret that Hannah keeps. So they think he's just like a concerned boyfriend. Tom should know because he lone ranged out there to find out about his gun. That's true. But like other than that. (laughs) Besides that one time. Besides that one time he lone ranged, he has never lone ranged again. Yeah. But then Emily's allowed to come over. Yeah. Yeah. So she comes under the guise of bringing her homework. But she brought a physics book and apparently she was hoping on Hannah's parents not knowing that she doesn't do physics. Like, I feel like anyone would know that Hannah doesn't do physics. Doesn't seem to be in her wheelhouse. Yeah, I'm surprised Emily does physics. <laughs> like, yeah. Also, why risk it? Like, why not just bring a class that you do have together? I know, like, like, they English? do English together. Bring something from English, yeah. mate. I know. No, it has to be physics. Anyway, she comes over and she's trying to sort of um, coerce um, Hannah into telling the truth or at least letting Emily tell the truth because, you know, if she can't, Emily can. I know. I'm so mad about that. I know. Why are these dumbasses thinking that this is a loophole they just found? I know. Do they really think that A is going to, like, give give it to them on a technicality? Like, no. Yeah. So uh, Emily has a right idea to show the dash cam footage to the police yeah. on an anonymous um, tip. So anonymous. After Hannah um, like fights a tooth and nail for it, she pulls out this little hard drive from the best hiding place in the world. Truth. It's like a box inside of a box inside of a box. And then she'll put that box in the box and then smash it with a hammer. <laughs> That's exactly what it felt like. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, so she pulls this... Um, this it's not even, it's not even, what is that? It was like it's, a makeup like case a, or something. It was a jewellery box and then she pulls off the jewellery box and then she opens up a makeup thing within it, mm. opens that up and there's a hard drive hit, sitting at the bottom of her eyeshadow. Yeah. 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 But that hard drive, are you going to tell me that actually works? Yeah, why not? Like how would they plug that in? The same way they got it out. I guess. Yeah, so she gets the footage. My note here says Detective Hannah has retired. Now it's Detective Emily's turn. Yeah, so Emily is um has taken the footage and put it onto a CD, obviously, and she's trying to put it on the on Tanner's desk in the police station. But this scene really reminded me of her basically being, you know, that ghost from Mario Boo, and it only moves uh, if you're yeah. not looking yeah. at it. That's exactly yes. what Emily was doing. Every time Tanner turned her back, Emily turned around and froze and pretended she wasn't there. And then when Tanner looked away, Emily would move again, exactly like the ghost from Mario. I know. But when Tanner turns around, she's just there holding a poster to a wall and that's her, like, the sky's <laughs> blending. I know. You'll never notice me here. <laughs> I know. And um, so she puts the CD on um, Tanner's desk and it's got a little note on it. It says, want to know what happened to Wilden? Watch this. So there's no way Tanner's going to know who put that there. Because there's not fingerprints or a camera all around that police precinct. Also, she physically saw her right next to her desk, like just before the CD yeah. showed up. 
So back to the Hannah front, Ashley's like completely freaking out because um, things aren't looking so good. And she ends up burning her hand on the frying pan. Mate, anytime anyone cooks in that house, it's an ordeal. Like, yeah, they can't eat again. That's what I've got here. They don't eat again. Yeah. Because not only has she burnt the food, she's also burnt her hand. But yeah, she's freaking out though because it's like they haven't heard anything and it's not a good sign. And she's adamant. Like Tom keeps trying to be like, oh, you can tell them it was self-defense. I'll believe that. And Ashley's like, believe what you want. I already told you what happened. So like people are thinking she's guilty. Because she looks it. Yeah, she does look it. And she's not telling anyone the truth. Yeah. Well, she does tell Tom's of what happens. She says that like, you know. He took the gun off her. Yeah, he took the gun off her. I, you know, came to you because, um, you know, Wilden was blackmailing me because of Hannah. He was threatening Hannah. He wanted money. I didn't have enough money, so I came to you. And then you, you didn't have the money, so I took the gun to protect myself. And then he took it and I ran away. But also, alternatively, Ashley, just don't go meet the dirty cop. In this instance, just go to the other police and tell them Hannah stole some sunglasses and you slept with him. Like, honestly, it's so much less effort than saying, um, Literally. yeah, I hit this man and ran and also maybe killed him and came to meet him with a gun. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> At least we know where the lies get their bad decision-making skills from. Yeah. It's got to be genetic, bro. Um, but then Hannah, like, goes for a walk and um, comes back and Tommy's day drinking and stuff. And she's like, oh, this is all my fault. It's my fault about Wilden and mum and then the gun. And I do stupid things and I, I try to fix it, but it gets worse. And Tom's just like, yeah. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> you do that. I wish you would come tell me. And then Hannah cries being like, the way Caleb described it, I didn't think you'd want me to, Dad. Yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, so that's a good excuse for you to go, like, hide a murder weapon. Yes, true. Yeah, exactly. Um, Everything is this, justified. This whole scene, this whole scene, and, of course, this guy's day drinking, bro. His ex-wife is, on, is um about to be found guilty of murder. His with daughter his is the one that – Yeah, with his weapon. And his daughter's the one who took the weapon and hid it in the bushes. Yeah. So if you're not going to day drink now, when are you going to day drink? Like, when's an appropriate time My question to is, where's Isabel and Kate supporting him through all of this? Nowhere to be found on a horse ranch somewhere. They're like, that's your crazy family. You deal with it. Um, and then the last thing that kind of happens in um, Hannah's timeline is that Ashley ends up getting arrested at the end of the episode. So – Tana is moving in fast because we'll get into it in a second, but it's the same um, not too long after she brings in Emily for some questioning. So she's just all over town collecting people. Um, but Hannah's mum was arrested and according to the conversation that was had, the ballistics and the fingerprints are a match. So there was ballistic match to the barrel of the gun yeah. and there was fingerprints on the bullets that belonged to Ashley. Yeah. Can I just say that doesn't mean anything though? Some Anyone could load a gun that's like, you know, registered to Tom and was probably in the house with them, like – like yeah, but nothing, right? they've been separated for ages and it was, you know, Yeah, at but his even house. if they were separated for ages and it was at his house, how often is he loading and unloading a gun? I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe he goes to a firing range. Yeah. Look at Tom. He does not know how to use a gun. <laughs> anyway, and then um, Ashley is all upset. So she says, um, like, to Tom, whatever you do, please look after your own daughter. <laughs> I know. <Yeah. laughs> to be fair, a valid thing to ask Tom. When is he ever a parent? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, that's everything for Hannah, these episodes. Hannah Banana. Hannah Banana. Do we want to do Emily or do we want to do Emily and Spencer together somehow? I think we need Spemily. Yeah, I think we're doing a Spemily again because they're t- 
Timelines are really intertwined in this one. Just to summarize quickly what's going on with Emily's point of view, and then we can get into Spencer's. I think it'll flow better that way. Mm-hmm. So Emily's like in her room staring at the website for Stanford and longingly she's longingly staring (laughs) and wayne comes in to be like i'm making breakfast come down also your mom keeps going to the gym at 3 a.m to avoid the neighbors (laughs) (laughs) i know this is literally their excuse for pam not being around this time she's at the gym for two days (laughs) (laughs) i know Um, she needs those gains bro sorry wayne is sort of like sorry we can't make stanford happen for you because obviously without her scholarships um opportunities it's a very expensive school to get into yeah. And Emily's like, it's fine. Even if we could afford it, I can't get in because without swimming, I'm average. Yeah. And Wayne's like, you're you're not average, Emily, even though like she probably is. Yeah. This whole thing, this whole <laughs> thing reminded me of something out of Twilight. Twilight one. <laughs> what Wayne is probably. Charlie now? Yeah. Wayne is Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. You're lying to everyone. Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> That's my favorite line from the movie. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's just sort of where Emily's at mentally. She's stressed about like where she's going to go to uni now and what she can afford versus what she can get into. Yeah. And then on the flip side, you've got Spencer, whose mum just hired her an Ivy an Ivy League pimp to get her into a good school. I know. Yeah, I know. And so first of all, with this scene, I just wanted to point out we find out that um, so Spencer and her mum are chatting in the kitchen about various things. One of the things we find out is that Melissa has started her internship in London and Spencer has a little quip. She says that Melissa is just like London because London is beautiful but very cold. And I know. Her mum just kind like, of – Like, what a bitch. It. I know. But also, like, that's kind of a compliment. I love it. And um, so Spencer's mum tells her about the guy who's called Brendan that she hired to help her get into college essentially. So this guy's like a spin doctor for helping to get you into college as Spencer later says. And she's so offended by this. I know. And I don't get it because like, first of all, check your privilege. Second of all, your mum is literally agreeing with you. Like Spencer yells at her being like, just because I didn't get into UPenn doesn't mean I can't get into a good school. And her mum's like, yeah, that's exactly why I'm helping you. Like that's exactly exactly why he's here. We think you can get into a good school. But because we're wealthy, this guy's going to help you. Exactly. Like, appreciate the opportunity and the help. I know. And, like, we'll we'll get into it more later. But, like, the whole time Spencer's interacting with this guy, she's being such a bitch as well and so, Mm. like, dismissive of everything. Yeah, and she doesn't get it. Like, And then we're contrasted throughout this whole episode against Emily, who's literally, like, struggling to find a way to figure out how she's going to go to college now that she can't swim. Because her family don't have money. They can't just pay her for, for her to go to college. Like, if she doesn't get a scholarship, she basically doesn't have a chance. So yeah, she's like right. exploring options for how she can go to um, college. And yeah, Spencer's like starts complaining at the school with the girls about her spin doctor privileges. And then Aria and Emily start talking about how expensive it would be as if Spencer wasn't there. I know. And then <laughs> literally Spencer turns around. She's like, it's not about money. I don't even want to talk about this right now. <laughs> like, Yeah. Like, oh, my God, Spencer, literally you're so privileged right now. You absolutely do not do your own melon balling. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, she gives them an update about the tippy number and they can't can't figure out where it is, but it's somewhere in York County. And then Spencer recognises that the number has the same prefix as a uni that she's been looking at in her little books, Um, Cicero, I think it was called. Um, Yeah, Cicero. And so we have a lead, I guess. And so Spencer's meant to be meeting this Ivy League guy, Brendan, and she just 
is super late, I guess. So yeah. Emily walks up to him and is just like, hey, um, Spencer's going to be late. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. Um, but also, can I help you while I'm here? Because yeah. <laughs> like, you're staring longingly about your shoulder and being sad about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and Emily's like, yeah, of course, that sounds great. And they have a, they sit down and they talk and they're talking about like what Emily wants to do, what school she could possibly get into. Like, does she want to do a Polynesian scholarship? Are you Polynesian by any chance? Yeah. <laughs> um, and we find out she's uh, like, what was it? Korean, um, Filipino, Scottish and something else. Yeah, I didn't write it down, but she's a whole mix of stuff. Yeah. What she is is stunning, like whatever it is, the beautiful concoction. That's probably exactly why, because she got all the best bits out of all of them. I know. Um, um, and now she's so, a goddess that walks on my I know, stars. literally, literally. And we find out she wants to major in biology, which is a bit cute. I didn't know that about Emily. Yeah, that is cute. Yeah, but then while they're looking at colleges, Spencer does come in. And Emily goes to leave, but Spencer's like, no, no, stay. She, sits, she stays and tags along. And then Spencer's like straight to business, like – this guy's literally here trying to help her get into her college. And she's like, um, I want to go to Cicero, though. And he's like, I thought you only wanted to go to Ivy League schools. I know. And the thing is, though, like, it's the college open weekends. Why don't you just take this seriously? Go to colleges with this guy so he can help you to get in. And then worry about Cicero and chasing up a bird number next week. I know. No, it has to be done this weekend. Yeah. So she's going to go there this weekend so that she can chase a bird number. And Emily's like, oh, do you think Cicero would be a good fit for me? And Spencer's like, yeah, sure. Why don't you come? So they decide that the three of them are taking a road trip to um, Cicero, I guess. Once they're there, Spencer kind of just like sees this like genius bar of like random nerds, I guess. Um, I don't know why they're there, but their sign says like, uh, there's any question that I can't answer, like. Then it doesn't have an answer. Yeah. Then doesn't have an answer. Yeah. So Emily's asking questions about the school and Spencer's just kind of like really dismissive and being like, okay, he's gone to go get our tags. Um, so you don't have to keep pretending we want to go to this podunk school. <laughs> like, um, But first of all, just, what a privileged bitch. Cause there's people that literally want to go to that school and they're there for that purpose. Like how can you sit there and insult the whole school? Yeah, exactly, just because it's not like an Ivy League or something. Yeah. And it's like, you don't know anything about it. People are there. Like, it's packed. It must be like a good school. Like, Yeah. I did not love Spencer in these episodes. She was quite um, snarky the entire time, both episodes actually. Yeah. So she essentially tells Emily, you know, you distract Brendan and then come meet me here later. I'm going to go ask this genius bar something. Um, yeah. And she goes up to the genius bar and she's like, hi, um – can you guys help me? And he's not answering her. He's like, you know, I get it. You shall not pass. I speak nerd. Like, yeah. <laughs> it seems like condescending to me. Yeah, it did. It came across yeah. really condescending the entire time. Yeah. That's why I'm like saying it like that as well. Cause she came yeah. across really snooty and like, I'm better than you. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, can you like help me find this number? And this guy's just like, there's a directory over there. Go do it yourself. And he's like, she's like, no, it's not listed. Please help me. And he's like, no, he's just like, doesn't want to do it. Cause it's like, this is a waste of my time. This is not why I'm here. I'm here to answer questions about the school basically. Mm. Um, and she's just like, you know, you can't or you won't. And he's like, fine. Because since you put it like that. Yeah. Um, and he takes the number and he's like, this is the area code. It says here, this number here means that it's on Greek row, but I'm not going to tell you what the rest is because um, you seem like you have crazy eyes um, and I don't want the whatever guy you're chasing to be like scared. Yeah. So he has a chance. Yeah. Spencer's like, they're not even that crazy. And he's like, yeah, they're pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. It was such a weird scene. 
It really was. But anyway, she finds out that it's on Greek Row, which is where she ends up meeting um, Emily and they're kind of walking along to go to a sorority party. Uh, this was one of my favourite scenes from the show because we have an Emily and Spencer showdown, which was kind of yes. unexpected. But So Spencer really wants to go and start looking around at the frat houses because she thinks that board shorts might have been a frat boy that Allie was talking to. Um, but Emily's like, no, I want to go to the... Sorority, sorority party, and Spencer's like, okay, fine. Do you want to talk to the Kappas or the Deltas? Because um, yeah, like the boys are likely to be there anyway. And Emily kind of snaps at her because she's like, I don't want to like do this Nancy Drew stuff right now. I actually want to go to this podunk school, so I want to go and talk to people about the school. And Spencer kind of accuses her of, um, you know, flirting with Brendan and batting her camel lashes at him and not mentioning that, that she's gay. And um, all of that just to get what she wants. And she was like, I didn't know you were that kind of a person. And then Emily just lays it back on her. And she's like, "Yeah, um, says you who literally whipped off your bra like two episodes ago so you could get back on a decathlon team, which is like, they're cool, Emily. Yeah. And then Spencer's like, oh, I just, you know, you don't need to be flirting and stuff like that. I just think it's really convenient that you didn't mention that, you know, you're gay this whole trip. Yeah. And Emily's like, it's called being charming. Like, you know, I have to be charming and be nice. You wouldn't have to do that because you're like so privileged and you always have mummy and daddy's cash to fall back on. And then the sorority choir distracts them. Oh my God, I know. How <laughs> awkward though. Like imagine you're in the middle of the argument and someone just starts singing in your face. <laughs> yeah. I just see you about Jesus. Yeah. I know. That's so weird. So, and then Emily um, and Spencer kind of, split up a little bit um, here. So Emily's walking around talking to people about applying to colleges and she finds out about someone called the Grumwald who was an ex-house um, mother for that sorority. And we know that she's she kept coming and going and people didn't know how she kept disappearing. And you couldn't get anything past that bitch because she knew you were about to sneak out before you even had the ID yourself. Meanwhile, Spencer is walking around showing r- randos just a photo of Ali being like, do you know her? But my question is this that... This was three years ago. Yeah, exactly. This was three years ago. It's very unlikely that if she was talking to anyone from there that they're going to be even around or remember her. Like They're probably graduated. Yeah, they're probably graduated. She's not having any luck with people recognising her. Just to finish up on the Emily side for this episode, Brendan comes and finds her again, offers her a drink, and when they kind of are hanging out, he makes it like he's trying to make a move on her, basically. He tries to hold her hand when she's walking around looking for Hannah, uh, which we'll get to in a second. And mm-hmm. that's when she kind of um, comes clean to him and says, look, I'm sorry if I gave you the wrong impression, but I'm actually seeing someone and he's a she and like, sorry, this can't happen. Yeah, because he's, like, a bit pushy about it. He's like, oh, well, maybe he doesn't make you happy. Yeah, exactly. But also he continued to kind of be creepy after that too because after she said no, he was like, oh, well, how about I still help you though because these parties can get really out of control. And she's like, um, no, thank you. But, like, I don't know. He seemed to say that in such a menacing way. Yeah, he did. I was like, good call not saying yes to him. And then the only other thing that kind of happens to her is that she's looking around for Hannah. And again, we'll get back to that in a second. Um, and she's kind of scared in the forest. And she thinks that there's like an A stalking her because there's a hooded figure. But it just turns out to be some college brat with um, silly string 
in the woods. Yeah. Okay. So why is she in the woods alone again? Like, I why know. is she I know. doing this? this? Is what I was gonna why is get- this their hangout? Yeah, this is what I was going to get to. Both her and Spencer just gravitated towards the woods for some reason. Okay, we'll get, we'll get into it in a minute. So Hannah shows up with the gun and Spencer's trying to help her. And that they're, they're, they're trying to find Emily as well. But, like, why don't any of these girls call each other on the telephone to be like, hey, I'm here? No, let's just run around into the woods and hope for the best. Yeah, I was going to say, to be fair, Spencer was dismissing Hannah when she did try and call her for help, and that's why she showed up to a random campus party. They have a get lost protocol. That's something that we should have had when you got lost. The protocol for getting lost is you just meet in the woods. It's automatic. Yeah, that's what you guys should have done. <laughs> Everyone needs to gravitate to the middle of the woods. Well, my other thing is, though, when Hannah does come and Spencer sees her, she's like, okay, Hannah, you sit right here. Don't move. Don't exactly. move a muscle. I'm going to go find Emily. Why can't you look for her together? Exactly. They always do stupid shit like this. The last time you did this, the guy got killed. You stay right here, Garrett. I'm going to go find my, um, you know, Aria, and you're going to tell this to her face. Like, go together. Go together, mate. Yeah, so by the time that Emily and Spencer and Hannah figured out how to use a telephone to call each other, they all ended up in the woods just running around blind while Hannah got arrested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, also in the woods. Also in the woods. <laughs> while she's looking for Emily, she finds that creepy torture room. Yes. So she finds um the world's worst kept secret ent- entrance. Um, it's It's not... Very, very well kept secret. She's basically walking down a corridor in the sorority house. Someone bumps into her and she finds a hidden room. Yeah. Like, I don't know how this basically. room stayed hidden for very long. She didn't look very hard. She goes into this hidden room and it looks like it's some sort of murderous creepy lair. In the room, and as soon as she enters, like, music starts playing. Yeah. Like, that was creepy. Mm. So she gets into this room and she notices that there's a pink phone. Just a pink, hot pink phone just hanging out there. Right, and um, she decides to hook it into the wall and ring Aria. Yeah. When she rings Aria from this number, guess who it is? It's the tippy number. Yeah. I don't get why she didn't call her own number. I know exactly. exactly. She must have been so confident about what it was. And I like when I Aria's know. like, "Who's this?" And Spencer's like, "It ain't Tippy the Bird." <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's why she called Aria. Yeah. She's like, "I have this mad zinger. I got to tell someone." <laughs> as if you wouldn't do that. So anyway, as she's leaving, she notices there's a door that goes somewhere else, but the door's got like scratches. four random scratches. Yeah. yeah, like at like face length. Anyway, <laughs> you mean face height? I know, I yeah. was waiting for someone to say something. <laughs> Face length. If you, if you guys understood it, then, then it doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> yeah, so um, she notices this creepy door, finds out the number's the tippy number, Hannah gets arrested, and end scene. But, like, can I just say, so Hannah's getting arrested, and these two are screaming, Hannah, at the police car as they're approaching it. Do they not be like, are you with this girl who was hiding a weapon? Like, get in the car. (laughs) As if, like, them screaming Hannah at the police car is going to be like, oh, you know her? Oh, cool. She's free to go. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. Now, can we talk about this A scene that's coming up? Yes. Okay. So, at the end of this episode, the A scene was... um, that A is making themselves a cup of tea. And there's these delicious, the, like, deliciously questionable cake sitting in the background. Did you guys I notice know. that? Yeah, they, they look, look so good. good. They look so good. What is that? I don't know, but I'll join the A team for that. Anyway, so the A grabs a picture, like an older picture of the sorority that the girls were at. And they rub, like, the dust off it. And it's like a Grundlewald picture. Yeah. It just says, like, 
You know, it's got the face and then it says Grundlewald at the bottom of it. Grundlewald. Grundlewald. House mother. It sounds like a Harry Potter name. So it, Yeah, I was going to say, I thought you were saying Grindelwald. Yeah, yeah. That's probably what she I was mean, thinking. <laughs> I was saying Grundlewald, but it's okay. Yeah. After all, you're my Grundlewald. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be her theme song. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> How do we want to do the next episode? Because I kind of split up or split off again. Keep going together. Let's let's keep going with Spencer and then just round off on Emily because her thing's kind of like not that, you know, related. Oh, that makes the most sense actually. Yep, let's do that. So next time we see the girls, they're all like at the brew and Emily is not working again. Um, Minus Hannah because she's been arrested. Yeah, because yeah. Hannah's been arrested. <laughs> that's right. Spencer basically human bulldozes over Emily's apology where yeah. they're both apologizing to each other for calling each other skanks and, um, you know. I don't know, like privileged, like little snot rags. Ch- children, snot rags. Yeah, that's a good yeah. way to put it. And Mona shows up again. Yes. And she's like. And she's got hair like Snooky. Oh, my gosh. So Mona, these episodes, looks amazing, in my opinion. She looks real edgy. She yeah. looks like when she was Jade from the Bratz movie. She's like edgy but fashionable, and I love it. Mm. I haven't seen the Bratz she's- movie, but I believe you. It's not good, but Mona, but Mona in it is really good. Yeah. <laughs> no, she she reminds me of that um that character from um Jersey Shore. What's her name? Snooky. Yeah, she didn't remind me of Snooky. No, neither. Um. <laughs> anyway, so when Mona comes in, she's like on a mission. She wants to talk to Spencer, and the other girls are like, "Nah, anything you can say to say to Spencer, you can say in front of us." And Spencer's, and Spencer's like, like mm-hmm. <laughs> "You got that right, girlfriend." <laughs> and yeah, and so direct quote from Spencer. Yeah, yeah. and so Mona's like, um, "Okay, then, like, fine." And she says that she's been missing because she's been busy trying to track down her RV, and she knows that it was Toby that took it. And at first, Emily's like, "I don't think so." Like, do you have proof? Why would we believe you? And she's like, uh, "I'm not an amateur. Of course, I have proof." And I then, know. It's like, who are you talking to right now? I know. And then Spencer admits it, but she doesn't tell them anything else um, other than that. So then this kind of breeds some distrust between Emily and Spencer that we'll get into in a minute. They literally just made up, like, could have saved your apologies. While we're here, though, I wanted to mention, so Mona has a deep troubling past at this stage. She got in trouble for bullying these girls. She went crazy. She went into Radley. Um, she's come back home now. How can she go missing for so long? Like, do her parents not give a shit? She probably just texts her parents, like, I'm at French camp. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> how can you just go down tracking your RV? Also, like, are we assuming that A gave her that RV? How does she afford an RV? Yeah, maybe A gave it to her. But I feel like it's not that weird that, like, Mona gets to just free reign and do whatever she wants. It seems like a consistent thing with Rosewood parents. No one gives a shit because, like, yeah, but- Hannah was about to up and go to a college campus, like, in the middle of the night without telling her mom. She's like, oh, yeah, I was just going to this campus thing. Bye. Yeah. I know. I was going to call you when I got there. Yeah, but, like, so I understand that. But in Mona's case especially, Mona just came out of Radley. Like, maybe check in on her. Maybe her mum is also A. <laughs> Maybe her mum is also A. Maybe that's big A. That's capital A. That's capital A. Um, so Spencer's then ranting to Toby, being like, this is exactly what I told you was going to happen. Now they all hate me. We need to tell them what's going on. And he's like, no, because if we do, I'm never going to know the truth about my mother. Yeah. Because he he's thinks having that A is the it. only one that knows what's happened to her. Because 
He reckons yeah. that Eddie and his dad won't tell him anything and A is his only hope. But, like, my thing is, can you, like, read the room for a hot second, mate? Like, people are getting arrested. People are dying. Like, yeah. your mom's already dead. Like, I'm sorry. Like, she's already dead. Like, <laughs> yeah. get over it. Yeah, she can't like, get more dead. Yeah, yeah, she can't get more dead. And you, like, still thinking she killed herself is not that big of a deal. Like, yeah. realistically, in the grand scheme of things, your girlfriend's getting, like, almost killed every other episode. Like, yeah. you know, three other girls are almost dying. Someone's parents are getting arrested. Like... Someone's mum just got attacked by bees, like. Not, not his mum, though, because she already did it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's like your mum is as safe as she's going to be, like. Also, can I just point out, A really is coming after all of their mums, even the dead I ones. Know. <laughs> I know. But can I also Literally. point out here, while we're talking about Toby's mum and A, we never get Your mum, yeah. Yeah, your mum, yeah. So <laughs> we never get any repercussions for Spencer for her ruining toby's mum's grave when they were broken up yeah i know like i feel like that's like pretty unforgivable yeah i know to be fair she, at the time she did think that he tried to kill her i guess so but still, <laughs> like, sorry i thought you tried to kill me shall we catch a movie next week but it's like sorry i, I thought you f- tried to kill me and sorry i wrote your name on your mum's grave <laughs> let's just start from scratch i know Apologies. Can you just grab me some <laughs> toast? <laughs> Spencer, this is a fork. <laughs> Spencer's basically like, well, with or without you, I have to do something to make it up to the girls. So she decides to call, like, the Gamma Zeta Chai or whatever they're called. Um, Hi. Yeah. <laughs> and she's chasing up the whole Grundlewald story. Grundwald. Grundwald. Now <laughs> I'm doing it. This is how Will Wilden became a thing. <laughs> well, Will Wilden is dead, so now we've moved on to Grundlewald. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, Spencer goes to Emily and she's like, I've got this hot tip about the Grundlewald. Um, <laughs> and Emily's still pissy and he's like, I don't think Grundlewald wore board shorts, Spencer, okay? Like, i got things to do. Bye. Yeah. So she decides to take Toby along with her on this road trip to follow the address, basically, that she got from Gamma Zeta Beta Zai. Yeah. <laughs> whatever i think it's gamma beta zai but i'm not 100 sure or kai one of the two anyway so um toby and spencer end up going to ravenswood which is i guess where the grundle grunwald is ravenswood had some real creepy vibes so they had like the grayscale filter they had the cemetery they had creepy church bells they had crows on wires like they had it all why is this sound straight up like directed by Tim Burton? Like, I know. I did know. you guys miss that everyone's dressed from like the 1900s? Yeah, they pretty much were. Um, and there's a few like old cars on the street too, but they were yeah. like some modern ones mixed in too, just for fun. Yeah. But yeah, but they get creeped out real easy. So they must be able to see this filter too because they kind of get there and they're like, oh, I don't see any street signs. And then she asks a random woman to help, but the random woman just keeps walking past. Grabs her kids and runs. <laughs> Grabs her kids and runs. And then Toby realises that someone is staring at them from a window and he's like, let's get out of here. <laughs> I know. She just kept driving on until the tombstone on the road. Yeah, well, they drove off until they reached an address, basically, that was apparently like, okay, so if nothing has not, not, nowhere has street signs and you can't find anything, how did you find the address? I don't know. Maybe you had GPS Google Maps. in your car. They figured it out. But she gets, they get there and Colonel Sanders is there trimming the hedges. Yeah. And <laughs> he's like, 
I don't know any Grundlewald. I'm the only one here and I only deal with the master of the house. Snip, yeah. snip. <laughs> like, yeah. And he's only snipping flowers, like the only little bit of colour they've got. Don't want them. It doesn't go with the aesthetic. And um, so, yeah, so they get creeped out and they leave again. They're like, oh, sorry, I must have the wrong address. All they're doing in this town is showing up places and leaving. Yeah. <laughs> but we see him immediately yeah. call someone as soon as they go to leave. So we don't see who yeah. he calls or what he says. Well, he only deals with the master of the house. It must be the master of the house. Anyway, they get back to town and um, they park in the exact same spot they got <laughs> creeped out before. <laughs> They're like, let's, I know. let's try this again. Oh, and my favourite part is when Toby's like, let's get something to eat because you're a nightmare when you're hungry. It's worse than when you don't have caffeine. <laughs> I know. It's Spencer's like, your girlfriend sounds fun. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, and then while they're doing that, Spencer just coincidentally sees Grundlewald, Grundlewald in a hairdresser and she's getting um, her hair did. Uh, so she goes in there and she asks her about Ali and she's like, you know, it was three summers ago. Um, maybe you knew her. And she's like, no, I didn't know her. And she also says like, oh, we think she still might be around. So maybe you know her. And Grundlewald is like, well, I didn't know her alive. I certainly don't know her dead. And she just. Straight up claims that it doesn't ring any bells. She doesn't know anything about her and um, sorry, but she can't help. She doesn't know. She's not who they think she is. Yeah. And Toby, like when they go out onto the street, Toby's just like real like stroppy with her. He's like, you know, maybe she was telling the truth, Spencer. We are here on the tip of a bird. Like, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, yeah, well, I trust a bird, but you're trusting A. I know. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go get a sandwich. See you soon. Yeah. Bye. And then while he goes in search of his food, they hear this kind of eerie sound over the speaker across the whole town. And the whole town just starts walking towards the cemetery and they're all just staring at this angel statue. And yeah. we see that the gardener from earlier is there. Colonel Sanders is there. And Spencer kind of joins the rest of the gang in staring at this angel statue. But she realizes that Shana is also there. So... And Shana She's wearing a colour. Exactly. She's not impacted by the Ravenswood filter. Something's going on. I know. Spencer basically just like walks away to go get Toby or something, I guess. She doesn't watch her for long enough to find out what she's doing. Then we see Shana. Oh um, with holding, <laughs> She's holding like a gift box, something, something wrapped up in her hand. And she runs into Jenna's car and then they like literally take off. So basically, I just want to quickly like recap this because it's insane to me what happened. Mm -hmm. She sees Shana, starts running for Toby. Toby sees her running, starts running to her. <laughs> they both look at each other and she's like, it's Shana. We have to go. Yeah. And Shana's speeding off in Jenna's car. But then they jump in front of her car and start running to their own car. <laughs> like <laughs> She almost hits them, basically. Yeah, and they didn't and like, see them somehow. <laughs> I know. And it's like, we could tell her before she sees yeah. And they get into their car, but someone threw a dead bird at them. <laughs> like, oh, did they throw a dead bird at them? I think a bird just crashed into their car like a bad omen. Yeah. It's possible. In my head, A threw a dead bird. Oh, no, I think a dead bird. <laughs> You've got to stop them somehow. Let's throw this bird at the window. Okay, so if yeah. if A can control Bs with their mind, they can control the bird. Well, maybe. But, yeah, so a bird, I understood, crashed into their car and then died. And then there was yeah. – um, some ominous crows flying overhead as well for good measure. A murder, if you will. A murder. They made a beeline <laughs> for the murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. And um, that's kind of where we end with Spencer. 
Yeah, we can do that. I had some notes, but I can move these over to Emily's because it's at the thingy the awards night. At the coffee house. The, the mic, open mic night. My open mic night. Coffee house, open open awards night. night, whatever. Any knife fight. Literally anything except what it is. I legitimately just said open. I, I went to correct her and I said oh, open mic I thought you said open knife fight. <laughs> That's like a whole other kind of fight club. Open knife fight. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised with this show. That's like next episode. Isn't that what oh, Holden was into anyway? He had yeah, like an underground fight club. Yeah, he was into open knife fight. Man, okay, so this open mic night knife fight <laughs> night might slash what did you say? Some award ceremony. <laughs> yeah. So before we actually get to this event. Emily's in the locker room taking out her stuff from her um, swim locker thing, even though she couldn't swim for the past, like, half a season. She's only emptying it out now. And for some reason while she's emptying it out, she has these flyers just thrown everywhere on a bench as well. And she – Shana walks in and we find out that she's transferred schools mid-year and now she's taken Emily's spot in the swim team. Yeah. And she's like, I'm really sorry, Emily, like – I know how much swimming meant to you. And Emily's like, you don't know nothing. Because yeah. no one could tell that you like to swim being on the swim team, Emily. But yeah. Shana's like, yeah, Jenna told me a few things. And then she, like, steals the flyer back from Shana. Like, no, you can't come to my open mic night, bitch. Yeah. Like, just chaos. But the whole point of that scene was just that, you know, Shana is now at their school. And is a shark. And she's there because she thinks she's got a better chance of getting into a college on a scholarship now. Any- anyway, Shana is like, oh, is this an open mic night thing? And Emily snatches it away and is like, don't worry about it. Like, it's, it's not a yeah, thing to worry about. But she later does <laughs> hear Shana practicing violin as she's kind of just walking through the corridors. So this girl is a literal prodigy. prodigy. Like, she's going to get that scholarship one way or another. Then Emily does is, like, obviously the smartest person on this show now because – yeah. She approaches Mona and she realises that Mona's the one that knows how to do anything out of all of them. I know. And she's like, can you tell me about what Toby's hiding? Because, like, you've obviously got the fast track and you know what you're doing. But we see that Mona is a bit scared and she says that she's not pulling the strings anymore. And A has proof of everything she's ever done wrong and the girls have ever done wrong. And, like, A's really in charge here. And it's like, Mona's been saying this since the beginning of the season, but no one's listened to her until right now. Yeah, and then we get to you the know? open mic night slash knife fight. Slash award slash ceremony. Award ceremony. <laughs> slash knife might. This is where we kind of, we've already spoken about it a little bit, but Connor is there and, um, you know, Arya's like, I have nothing to be ashamed of because my, you know, my wise brother kind of made me realise this. So Spencer comes in and she starts telling the girls about, like, what happened with, Ravenswood yeah and she thinks that um Shana got to Mrs G first like that's the only explanation and as she's kind of telling them that Tana walks in and approaches the girls and you know she's not there for the music she heard about the open mic night knife fight (laughs) nightlife yeah (laughs) and she's not there for the music she um asks Emily if there's anyone that can cover for her because she needs her at the station and um Emily's like yeah okay and she goes there but when she goes there, this is when it gets real saucy because it looks like the CD that we talked about that Emily dropped off at her desk like the ghost from Mario mm-hmm. has been swapped out. So someone snuck in after Emily put it down and swapped out the CD 
there's still a note on there saying, if you want to know what happened to Wilden, watch this. But the video that they play is just a person in a red coat wearing an Emily mask holding up a guilty sign next to the Rosewood sign. Yeah, I don't know what this person's doing, but they're trying to frame Emily, I guess. And Tana's asking her about it. And Emily says, I think this might be someone's idea of a prank. And Tana's like, yeah, that's some prank framing someone for murder. <laughs> like, Yeah, I know. It's so weird as well because it's like... Have these girls learnt nothing about leaving technology or anything unattended? Because it's like, why would you leave that on her desk? Why wouldn't you like, I don't know, be like, I found this outside or I just saw this on the floor. Here you go and run away or something like. Mail it to the police station. Mm. Yeah, do something. Like, don't be a dumbass. Also, how creepy is that Emily mask? It's the scariest one yet. It is. It's really creepy. She shouldn't have given her face to the mask guy. Oh, yeah, and they think, and they're convinced that Emily did it because they matched the handwriting on the note to a card on Pam's desk. The only thing, other thing that happens real quick is that Spencer's telling Aria back at the brew about um, Ravenswood still and that how they lost Shana and she's onto something. But just then, Shana starts playing behind them. So she's there and she's like, nope, you didn't really lose her. And um, we also see creepy Ezra being creepy staring at them from the window. And then Connor's car getting smashed into. Yeah, and then Connor's car got smashed. Which ties tidily to the end scene with A, where mm. the hooded figure's breaking into a car with a creepy Emily mask. Yeah. Yes. They're hot-wiring the car, and yeah, they've got the creepy Emily mask on. They're hot-wiring a car, but I don't know whose car it is. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, those are the episodes, guys. These are really good episodes. They were. Cool. So if no one has any stories, I guess I'll wrap us up. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Cool. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Um, that was episodes five and six of season four of Pretty Little Liars. Um, next week we'll be back with um, our Desperate Housewives series called Whis- Whisperia Lane. But yeah, so let us know what you think and if there's anything you want to hear from us specifically um, or if you have any comments or feedback, we'd love to hear it. Um, uh, you can reach us on our socials. So we're at Sister Worst on X slash previously known as Twitter. Um <laughs> Social media known as Twitter. <laughs> or Worcestershire on Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, and TikTok. And you can also email us at Worcestershire at gmail.com. Cool. I'll count us out. One, two, three. Hada bomb. <laughs>